You're listening to KLYT. Welcome back to ABQ Connect. KLYT, thanks for joining us on ABQ Connect. Uh, Typically this time on Friday, we bring you an update uh, from Genevieve Wood at the Heritage Foundation. We'll connect with Genevieve momentarily. And before I bring her in, I want to play audio from this video uh, recently from uh, Senator Eric Schmidt. I I think it's apropos, especially after yesterday's um, uh, demonstration, protest, uh, support for Palestine and even Hamas at UNM. Uh, Let's listen to what uh, Senator Schmidt had to say. I rise today to bring attention to a problem that is plaguing our great country. Americans and the rest of the world woke up on October 7th to horrific scenes in Israel. And the ensuing news reports of Hamas's terrorist attack brought to light even more gruesome details. Thousands of innocent Israelis slaughtered, babies decapitated, people burned alive, horrific scenes of brutality and brazen disregard for humanity by Hamas terrorists. Israel and American hostages are still awaiting rescue. These past few weeks following the terrorist attack, there's been a frightening rise of anti-Semitism, particularly on college campuses and from younger generations in America's major cities. Jewish students at Cooper Union in New York City had to shelter in a library while pro-Palestinian students banged on windows and doors in a frightening incident. Anonymous posters on a Cornell message board threatened violence, all while a Cornell professor proclaimed that Hamas terrorist attacks to be exhilarating and energizing. Countless videos show students and even teachers tearing down missing posters for Israeli hostages, and the list goes on and on. And some may be surprised by these incidents, but for those who've been paying attention, it's anything but shocking. For years, the American left has embraced identity politics. DEI and critical race theory. For years, students at some of this country's most elite colleges have had this race essentialism, this oppressor versus oppressed ideology hammered into their heads. They've tried to make moral equivalence between Israel and Hamas. Every single situation or issue is viewed through the lens of race or other immutable characteristics. If you don't rank high enough on the totem pole of grievances or score well on the oppression matrix, well, then your views aren't as important. Being right has taken a backseat to your skin color. DEI and CRT are fruit of the poisonous tree of cultural Marxism, and it's playing out right now in our streets. The proof is in the numbers as well. A Harvard Caps-Harris poll states, when voters were asked who they sided with in the Israeli-Hamas conflict, 95% of voters age 65 or older said Israel, while only 5% said Hamas. In the 18 to 24 age range, 52% said Israel, while 48% said Hamas. That is a startling generational divide and shows just how entrenched this divisive ideology is. This ideology completely strips people of their individuality. Ideas don't really matter as much as what the person speaking looks like 
It's completely antithetical to the core tenets of our Constitution and the American experiment. It places an unhealthy emphasis on race. It strips people of their dignity and the many layers that define us. It rips away the ties that bind us, and that's exactly the point for these cultural Marxists. We need to return to the American idea, equality of opportunity, not certainty of outcome or so-called equity. We need to prioritize merit over characteristics that people have no control over. We need to push back against the poisonous DEI and CRT ideology, an ideology that's even made its way into grade schools where school-age kids are being forced to participate in things called a privilege walk. Until we do that, Mr. President, we'll continue to see more race essentialism from groups like Black Lives Matter and more chance of from the river to the sea. That is not what America's about, but we better get real about the problem before it's too late to fix it. Okay, so that's what Senator Eric Schmidt uh, had to say. Uh, and uh, again, uh, playing that, you know, timely because of yesterday's uh, protest at uh, UNM, which many of us uh, heard about prior to and pretty much, you know, maybe avoided the whole area. And uh, we've seen uh, uh, the news reports. Uh, but let me bring Genevieve Wood in from the Heritage Foundation. And Genevieve, it's uh, uh, it, I don't know. You know I'm, I guess I'm speechless when I when I think of the 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 time we're living in and uh, uh, some of the things the senator had to say about the generation gap and and w- where people stand on uh, what's going on between Israel and Hamas, essentially. Um, uh, I, I'm, let me just throw it to you. I'm speechless. Well, I mean, I think if anybody has ever questioned what kind of impact does this Marxist ideology that we've now been teaching on college campuses for 20, 25, maybe 30 years in some cases, certainly with great impact in the past few years. If anybody wonders if that's been having any impact at all, I think the stat that the senator pointed out give you a very clear answer. When you talk to people over 65, so they went to college a long time ago, vast majority support Israel. They see what the, they see this conflict for what it is, uh, which was Hamas as a terrorist organization. Israel's a sovereign nation that has a right to defend itself. They see that very clearly. But when you ask people in the 18 to 24 age, the folks who are currently in college or have recently come out, you see the numbers drastically different with only 52% supporting Israel. I mean, that tells you something. That's not just, oh, well, they they listen to different music or they watch different TV shows. No, that's what they've learned in schools, in high schools, and it's what they've now learned in college. So, again, this goes back to, you know, if you teach a certain ideology, it comes back to you. And we have been sowing the seeds of this oppressor versus oppressed um, of racism, frankly. I mean, the people talk about we've got to get rid of racism. They've been teaching racism on our campuses and the color of your skin matters more than what you're what you believe whether you're right about what you believe and so this this has gotten out of control and we're now seeing it uh, among our young people yeah and you know we just went through an election here this past tuesday and it just it brings to mind how important it is you know you brought up education uh and that was part of the election you know how how important these local elections are that have an impact directly in our community. Uh, we And we see uh, the fruit of some of that from the past now 
culminating in uh, what we saw at the University of New Mexico yesterday and on campuses all across America. And, you know, we're not just talking about UNM. We're talking about, I mean, you know, you say higher education. How about super higher education? We're talking about Ivy League schools uh, with professors uh, saying that what they saw on October 7th was exhilarating. I mean, it's just sick. It's you know, we see evil uh, coming through our TV screens uh, from the reports of what happened on October 7th. And we're seeing um, all kinds of people, but, you know, you know, uh, regularly the, this, the next generation, these young people embracing it. Well, you're And again, I mean, you point to the Ivy League colleges, it's they've been the leader in this field. I mean, they're, they're the by far, I would argue, uh, the worst in terms of embracing this Marxist ideology. And they've been pushing it for years. And this is where, you know, we supposedly think we should be sending our elite students who will be, you know, in the future members of Congress and run for president one day and become judges. Supreme Court level and all different levels of government who will you know be cultural leaders and yet these are the people this is what we've been teaching them and again this is this didn't just show up last year uh, this has been going on college campuses for a very long time uh, but sadly it's taken us a long time to wake up to it I mean you know, all of a sudden you see a lot of uh, folks giving millions of dollars to these universities alumni uh, many of them Jewish realizing I have been feeding the beast that is now wanting to wipe my people, the Jewish people, off the face of the earth. And the presidents of these universities don't have the guts to come out and say, we oppose this, or to say, we're gonna defund these student groups that are calling for such things or are trying to intimidate uh, Jewish students on college campuses. And I, you know, I don't know if any of your, your listeners may have watched some of the Republican debate earlier this week, but this question came up and a couple of the candidates made, I think a very good point, which was, these students who are here on student visas from countries you know outside the U.S. are not U.S. citizens, and if they are on our campuses calling for the defeat and the destruction of one of our strongest allies, your visa is gone. You are going back to your country of origin. We're not going to put up with that nonsense here. This is America, and these universities that get funds from us, taxpayer funds, and you're allowing this kind of stuff to go on. No more. I mean, this isn't a. I'm for free speech. But you don't get to go on and call for the destruction and annihilation of a group of people, which is exactly what most of these uh, pro-Hamas demonstrators are calling for. They're calling for jihad. They're calling for the destruction and end of Israel. And they're intimidating and attacking Jewish students on campus. And then, of course, we see this happening not just on campuses, but in, in, our, own, in our own streets. There was a Jewish man killed in California earlier this week uh, because he was, had a Jewish flag out. I mean, th this is very, very, uh, uh, not just scary stuff, but very destructive. And I think people need to realize how destructive it is. is this is not just something that kind of flared up overnight. This has been seething under, uh, you know, under the, the cultural waters for a while, and we need to put an end to it. Well, you know, I, I, this is a rhetorical question, but, I, you know, I've been out of public education for decades. And, you know, I, I'm like, are they not teaching uh, what happened in the 30s and 40s in Germany? Uh, you know, do do uh, these young people, you know, I mean, are we doomed to repeat history because we're not learning from it? And that's what it seems. Now, let me let me reach back farther in history. Now, here's where some real hope lies. OK, uh, we, we've we've talked about and heard enough about uh, the darkness and the evil and all that's going on. 
Um, and it's important that uh, you know we we get the true facts of what's happening out there. Now, let's go back uh, two thousand years, and there was this terrorist guy uh, named <laughs> Saul uh, who was going around and killing Christians, and it was a religious war against Christians. And God intervened, uh, knocked him off his horse, and there was a trans a life transformation through Jesus Christ. And we saw, you know, Paul end up uh, inspired by God writing uh, most of the New Testament. So what can we do now? We can pray for change and God can bring that change. And ultimately, the ultimate hope is to know that he does have a plan and this is not our home. Uh, And uh, again, just uh, Jesus is the answer. Uh, In the meantime, there's work here to be done and it's okay to stand up for truth. And you and I have mentioned it on more than one occasion on different subjects. Uh, It's important as Christians that we represent well. We are ambassadors for him. Uh, Be angry and do not sin. Uh, And don't don't apologize for what you believe uh, when you're sharing the gospel with others. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, we should not despair. And I don't want people to feel to feel that direction. Uh, you can be you can have righteous anger, uh, but and you have to call out what is wrong. We can't just sit by and allow uh, evil to triumph. We must do our part in calling it out. But you do it as you said uh, in the right in the right spirit. You call it evil for why it's evil, and you stand firm. But you do so uh, with a Christian spirit and attitude. And as you rightly said, the number one thing that we can do uh, is pray pray for wisdom and how to respond and pray for wisdom for those who are making a lot of decisions, whether it's Bibi Netanyahu, the the leader of Israel, and of course our leaders in this country and the people of Israel uh, and and this country. I mean, you know, God can change minds and hearts and uh, whatever Marxist ideology has been taught to a student can, as you rightly point, uh, be replaced uh, in a, in a very, uh, profound, profound way. And that's what we should be praying for. Yeah. And and I love what you said. Uh, it's God who changes minds. It's the spirit who convicts the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. As we read from the book of John Genevieve Wood, always great to get an update uh, from heritage foundation with you. And the story we, we shared was, uh, from, uh, daily signal.com and uh, more stories like that can be found there. Uh, We appreciate all uh, the work done uh, through heritage.org and dailysignal.org. And look forward to our our next update uh, next week. Have a great Veterans Day. Thank you. And thank you to all of our veterans out there who uh, have served this country. So, so appreciative of what you're doing and what you've done. Thanks, Genevieve. We'll catch up next week. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. And coming up after the break, our next Friday financial update, uh, we'll talk about As we head into the holidays, giving, a topic we've covered before, but some great insight coming with Brian Cochran uh, from John Moore Associates. Our Friday financial update next on ABQ Connect.